Bienvenidos a todos los pescadores que hay. Les invitamos a escuchar nuestro programa de pescar en Rod and Real Radio, en Canal 540 Radio Sion, con sus huéspedes John Hopalong Cassidy, Stan Vanderberg y Wendy Toshihara. Now it's time for Rod and Real Radio with your hosts, Hopalong John Cassidy, fresh and saltwater expert angler Stan Vanderberg, and all-around outdoors fishing and hunting enthusiast Wendy Toshihara. If you love the outdoors, enjoy salt or freshwater fishing, this is the show for you. We'll cover most all of the fishing tournaments and events with special reports while providing you with the information you need as to how and where to experience the best fishing opportunities in Southern California. Baja, Alaska, or just about anywhere the fish are biting. Rod and Real Radio brought to you by El Cajon Ford at Broadway and Main or online at ElCajonFord.com. Whether it's time for a new or used car or truck or you need to take advantage of San Diego's best quick lane for service with genuine Ford parts, brand name tires at competitive prices, remember nobody beats El Cajon Ford. We have some fantastic guests and reports lined up for you this evening, so sit back, relax, and get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. It's all right here, right now, on Rod and Real Radio, the best stop on your radio. Radio dial for all the information you need for fishing opportunities all over the United States. Now here's your host, Hop Along, John Cassidy. Hey, thank you, Mark Larson and Southern California. Welcome to another Sunday edition of Rod and Reel Radio. I am indeed your host, Hop Along, John Cassidy, and it is a pleasure that you all came to hang out with us tonight. I think we put together a fun and informative show for you tonight. Let me just run down what we have in store for you. First out of the gate, we're going to have Mr. Bill Melton. And Bill Bill is a leading engineer for the Port of San Diego in charge of the Shelter Island Launch Ramp Improvement Project. He's going to give us an update on what's happening there in Shelter Island and try to give us an idea of some of the dates we're going to be looking at. And then after that, Captain Kyle Williams, he's the owner-operator of Old Glory Sports Fishing. Kyle's been running up and down the North Baja coast after yellowtail and rockfish, and he'll update us on how the fishing has been the past few weeks, especially after these storms came through. And then, later on in the show, in the 6 o'clock hour, we've got an unprecedented interview with Dean and Renee Rojas. We're going to talk a little bit about Dean's appearance at Lake Okeechobee and his preparation for the upcoming 2017 Bassmaster Classic. But we're also going to get a chance to talk to him about Dean Rojas, the business, and give you some insight to what it's like behind the life of a pro angler. So you're going to want to listen to all that. But before we get started... Let me introduce to you first, he is the voice of 1-800-BASSBOAT and a pretty darn good fresh and saltwater fisherman in his own right, Mr. Stan Vandenberg. Stan, howdy. Good evening, John. Good evening, everybody. Well, we're off to the races, aren't we? No more <laughs> shows. and Well, you there's Del Mar to go, isn't there, I guess? Yeah, but uh, i got to tell you, Del Mar is, uh, is going to be a walk in the park compared to that uh, Fred Hall Long Beach show. That was really one humongous show, was it not? You know, there's, there's so much to go through and look at there. And people that don't go in and out of the booths and kind of look at the stuff that's there and ask them what's new and what's hot and what's not, 
Um, I, I found a lot of neat things there. I mean, uh, we're going to have some of them on the air. We're going to pull some of these people on here in the coming weeks and, and talk to them. But I thought it was great. I thought it was a great show, too. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in the 6 o'clock hour, Stan, and get, get your impression and Wendy's impression of just how that show went and some of the things we saw there that were kind of unique. Hey, let me take this time, though, to introduce to you the other co-host for Ron Real Radio. She is a great outdoor sportsman in her own right. She's the national sales manager for Iserline and a number of other great products in the fishing industry, Miss Wendy Toshihara. Wendy, how you doing, ma'am? I'm doing great, and yes, I saw a lot of great new things at the uh, Fred Hall show, and I actually had an impulse buy, too, while I was there. No. <laughs> Uh, hey, guys, we're going to talk a little bit more about the Fred Hall Long Beach show, but let's get to our first guest because he is squeezing us in between two different programs that he's in right now. We've got Bill Milton with us, and Bill is the lead engineer for the Port of San Diego. He's in charge of the Shelter Island Launch Ramp Improvement Project. And, Bill, welcome to Ron Real Radio, sir. Well, good evening, John, thank you for having me. I really appreciate this opportunity. Now, hey, I appreciate you uh, coming aboard with us because I know this is a busy time for you, Bill. So let's get uh, right to it. Uh, and and before we talk about the project itself, uh, you know, the casual launcher at the Shelter Island Launch Ramp, they may take a look at it and they go, you know, compared to other places that I've launched at, this is not too bad. So tell me, uh, give us a brief history about the launch ramp and uh, what was some of the determination that that came about to to you know tell us that hey this needs a little uh, uh, sprucing up? Okay, well the the, uh, the Shelter Island Boat Launch facility was first um, constructed back in the fifties, and it started off as a one lane ramp, and then eventually a, a jetty was put around it, and and uh, and ten lanes were were constructed back in the mid-'70s, about 1976. It uh, was completely reconstructed with funding from the California Department of Boating and Waterways where they reconstructed or reinforced the jetties that are protecting the boat launch itself and then uh, reconstructed the boat launch, again, to be a 10-lane facility. And they built a restroom on top of it and put it in the parking lot next to it. So... um, it hasn't had any. Um, it, it's had some normal maintenance over the years since the 70s. Uh, the the boat docks have been uh, repaired and, and replaced because they get worn out. And the restroom was upgraded a couple of times. But other than that, the ramp was left alone. And so the ramp is sitting there, almost 50 years old. Uh, and um, over time, concrete, of course, with the salt water is just worn out. And if you try to use it now, which we have a lot of use, you'll see there's potholes and and, uh, and and cracks and things in the concrete that need to be repaired. And so that's really what happened that, that made us re- know it's our normal maintenance to, to maintain the ramp and the roadways. If you drive into the Port of San Diego, I think you'll find that we, we do a pretty uh, reasonable job of maintaining our facilities. And so in order to maintain this, it is a state-funded facility. And so we went to the state to ask them uh, 
for funding to reconstruct or to maintain the actual ramp itself. And the state, in response, said, "Okay, fine. Here's here's a grant to, to design and recon and maintain or rebuild that ramp. But while you're doing that, or while you're designing it, go out to the public and find out what they want." And so, when the port went out to the public, and we've done a, a huge number of of public outreach uh, sessions, and this all started in the early 2000s. And the public came back overwhelmingly saying that that uh, facility is too small for the number of boats that that use it. And so we did, we uh, hired consultants, and this was all with guidance and funding to the state to uh, study the the use. And it turns out that about fifty thousand boats a year launch and and are retrieved from that facility. So it is it gets used. Um, a, an enormous amount of time. In fact, when I turned that, we turned that information into the state, they told us that it was the most used boat launch in California. And so wow. uh, with with that information, and, and the public said what we need is more maneuverability inside the basin, and basically we need more area, and we also need a, a wider entrance to the basin and more visibility as we go in and out of the basin, and so with that information, we we went ahead and and uh, and and came up with this this new design. Well, Bill, this new process didn't happen overnight. How long have you and the Port District uh, been uh, working on this uh, new design to get it to this point in time? Well, we started once we got finished with our initial public outreach. That was about two thousand. 2008 and then we got hit with the uh, with the you know the downturn in our economy and so that slowed the process down because the state it's all state funded and the state's funding started uh, becoming harder to achieve so we've been working on it on this current design since about 2007 2008 uh, it has it, it it's uh, pretty much the same as it was Initially, there's been a couple modifications to, to we've gone to the public, we've shown them what it has, we've gone through a couple of different iterations to come up with the actual design we have now. You, you cannot disturb a grain of sand in the, uh, the Bay of San Diego without having to go through consider environmental considerations. And uh, what were some of the considerations that uh, were involved in you getting this uh, new renovation uh, uh, approved and going, Bill? Um, well, some of the environmental concerns we have are there's eelgrass, and there's easy environmental issues to see. You can see tur- uh, sea turtles and sea lions and eelgrass. Uh, some of the other environmental issues that we have to take into consideration are also the, uh, the noise levels of construction, the traffic, additional traffic that the construction creates, those kind of things. And so that is actually what we looked at. And, uh, of course, you, we have uh, had a number of studies created and determined what we believe the impacts are, created a document called a, a mitigated negative declaration and how it advertised pursuant to the California environmental requirements and uh, and completed that process back in November of, of last year 
and we went to the appropriate boards to get it approved in January. And so we're ready to go environmentally. Wow, that sounds great. Now, where are we in the actual process right now, and how long will it take before, you know, the fishermen of San Diego or the recreational users of the launch ramp will actually see the new improved launch ramp do you anticipate? Well, here's the greatest news I have to bring to you. We have a contractor on board. We advertised it starting in, in early, actually December 29th was when the advertisement went out. We opened bids on February 28th, and, and we have a low bidder, and we're completing the contracting uh, paperwork with that low bidder. And I'll, I'll go ahead and say their name. It's RE State Engineering, a local uh, construction contracting firm who has done a lot of work on San Diego Bay, and we're completely familiar with working with them. And we plan on going to the board with a recommendation to award that uh, contract on April 11th. And once we, if, and I fully expect the board to award the contract, we're under budget, we're on schedule, and so when the when we get the award, we'll start into construction late April, early May. And the construction will take about 10 months. It will be completed about late February of 2018. Wow. You know, uh, Dan, go. No, I was just saying that's great, actually. (laughs) That opens up a world anew. I'll I'll tell you, we are very excited about this project and really happy that we we had some satisfactory bids and that we have a good, good solid uh, construction project to go forward with now. Bill, in this day, though, of us talking about the infrastructure here in the state of California and new roads and bridges and whatever it is, where is the funding for this project coming from? This project, it's being funded by two state agencies. One, the, the, the largest amount of funding is coming from the California uh, Parks and Recreation Division of Boating and Waterways. They're providing all total this this construction project is going to cost in construction dollars about eight million dollars, and in total about nine and a half million dollars. Three three and three point three five million is coming from the state's wildlife conservation board. So uh, it's it's pretty much entirely grant funded. The Port of San Diego has put up their staff time, and plus the Port of San Diego funded the entire environmental process, which when when you consider an environmental process will take two years or more just because of the amount of studies that have to be performed, uh, that was actually a good chunk of money itself. Wow. Bill, this has to be a labor of love for you. How long have you been involved with this project? I was handed this project in 2014, and, and I'm uh, thrilled to be the project manager. Wow. And... Uh, it, you must be excited, too, because with all the work that you've done and the designs and the input from the public and the changes and everything like that, to finally see that this thing is coming fairly close to fruition has got to be exciting for you. Oh, it is. I'm, I'm really happy that this is that I'm going to get to see the construction occur. Also, I want to say that everybody that has been involved in this project has been extremely positive. I have heard very, very little negative from either the public or from from, uh, stakeholders. Everybody has been 
uh, really happy to see this project move forward. So it's a, it's a good, feel-good project. It's got a lot of complications because of the nature of working in the marine environment. And uh, I have an excellent team that, of engineers working with me, environmental analysts working with me. Uh, the contractor is top-notch. I'm just really, really fortunate to have this project. Bill, we got to take a commercial break right now, but is it uh, possible to get uh, keep you on for a little longer? I've got a few more questions that I want to ask you about the uh, uh, the launch ramp itself. Oh, that's fine, John. I'll be here. Hey, you're listening to Rod and Real Radio on AM 540 or at com. Stay tuned. Stan, Wendy, and I will be back with more from Bill Melton, the lead engineer from the Port of San Diego for the Launch Ramp Improvement Project at Shelter Island. Stay tuned. You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks no matter what you're hauling or towing for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert now get special savings on every f-series truck in stock 150s 250s 350s at el cajon ford we have commercial trucks too including the all-new transit connect finally a commercial van with great mileage helping your business get moving again el cajon ford worth the short drive from anywhere in southern california broadway and east main at el cajon or online anytime anywhere at el Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, HM Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. Hi, I'm Chad, designer and owner of Hookup Baits. Hookup Baits jigs are the most realistic and effective jigs ever developed. The realistic action and looks of these jigs catch everything from crop and trout to yellowtail and tuna 
and everything in between. In fact, in the last year, I have only thrown hookup baits and have caught close to 100 different species of fish. These jigs are so versatile and easy to use with eight different sizes and colors to match the hatch wherever you fish. You can fish them on top, you can fish them on the bottom, fast, slow, and even troll them. You can find these great jigs for fresh and saltwater fishing at hookupbaits.com. 2015 and 16, Quantum Fishing's gone and done it again for you with the brand new redesigned Smoke PT Reel Series. Everything from your spinning reels all the way to your bait casters, the PTA design has new PTXA frame, Lighter, stronger, bone-crushing drag, quantum fishing. We are performance-tuned. Check them out at Angler's Arsenal in La Mesa or anglersarsenal.com or give us a call at 619-466-8355. It's a big deal. You know, I've always wanted to be on Rod and Reel Radio Line. <laughs> <laughs> I won the Bassmaster Classic. I did a, a McDonald's commercial, but now I know I've made it. I fulfilled my dream, <laughs> That is just absolutely awesome. Stan, Wendy, and I, we want to welcome you back to Ron Real Radio. And as a listening note, you just heard that hookup baits commercial. Angler's Arsenal in La Mesa has the largest selection of hookup baits of any store in the county. And look forward to seeing us at the Fred Hall Del Mar Show under the Angler's Arsenal Ron Real Radio banner to pick out the hookup baits of your choice. Hey, we've got Mr. Bill Melton with us, and he's the lead engineer for the Port of San Diego in charge of the Shelter Island Launch Ramp Improvement Project. Bill, we want to really thank you for uh, spending the time with us. I, I know you've got a couple important engagements tonight, so we appreciate it very much that you're here with us. Well, thank you, John. I, I appreciate your allowing me to come on your show and let the public know about this. Right. Hey, now, Bill, tell us again. What is that time frame between now and the time that the launch ramp uh, improvement project starts and the anticipated time that you believe that it will take to uh, complete the project? Well, we're going to the board of port commissioners with a recommendation to approve the construction contract in April. That's April 11th. And once we are approved, which I'm sure we're going to be, that's uh, we will start construction two to three weeks later so late april early may is when we're going to start construction and the boat launch will be closed uh pretty much throughout the construction period we are required to keep one lane open during the summer and and the uh the harbor seal tours uh that's operated by old town trolley will continue throughout construction so that we we shouldn't be interfering with their operations at all so uh we will be open one lane during the summer, that's from May through September, and then will be closed again for the remainder of the construction, and construction should go until February. So the boaters out there should try to avoid this ramp beginning early May and avoid it until February. Now, if, if uh, I can, we have a website, and it's theportofsandiego.org. That's www.port.org. O-S-S-A-N-D-I-E-G-O, portofsandiego.org, forward slash S-I-D-L for Shelter Island Boat Launch. So go to that website, and there's a update on what's going on with the, with the boat launch. And right now it'll say the current status is open. When we close it, it'll we'll change that to close. And also there's a link to a map that shows 
alternate boat launch facilities in the area. There's one in Chula Vista, one in National City, one in Coronado. It's closed right now for construction, but it should open by the time we go into construction. And there's a couple in Mission Bay. And all of those are, are excellent alternatives for our boat launch while, we're, while we are closed for construction. Now, Bill, that one lane that you say that's open, that will be open for the uh, Seal Harbor Tours, will the general public have access to that, or is that something that will be uh, given to uh, uh, the Seal Tours as a priority? Well, the Seal Tours should have a priority in general, I I think mainly because they are a a thriving business, and we don't want to hurt businesses. um, Now, during the summer, they will share that with the with the public. It's it's uh, in all honesty, it's much simpler, I think, for a a captain to drive straight into the water down that ramp. There's going to be heavy construction going on around it. Sheet piles are uh, thirty, forty foot high. They're going to be driven right next to that ramp. So having uh, uh, trailerable boats turn around and back down that ramp and then drive back out and park. That That's a little bit more of an operation than driving straight into the water and moving forward. The SEAL tours can go in and out in about 15 to 20 seconds, honestly. They, they, uh, we've, we've tested uh, trailers and, and boats, and they take anywhere from four or five minutes if they're really, really uh, quick to, to, uh, to quite a bit longer. And so... That's why we'd like to. We're going to have some traffic control out there during the summer, and we really would like people to realize that there are alternate boat ramps that they need to, you, if they if they can, please use those. All right, Bill, you you've done a lot of work in putting together this new launch ramp design. What are some of the features, advantages, and benefits that uh, you know the recreational users are going to see? with this new launch ramp over what is there right now? Well, the biggest, I think, feature we're going to have is we're enlarging the interior of the basin just quite a bit by about 80%. So the area will be almost twice as large as it originally was just inside. The footprint is going to be the same. And and so if you take a look at the, if you're familiar with the with that boat launch, the jetty is the the entire rock and sand jetty is going to be removed, and on the outside toe of that jetty is where the wall is going to go. So that entire jetty is now going to become navigable. We're also increasing the the docks. Right now, there's about all told about 120 to 150 feet of dock space in the basin. We're going to increase that to almost 500 feet. The uh, the new docks are going to wrap around the outside, the inside of the of the breakwater wall, and so uh, it's it's just giving a a enormous amount of uh, dock space for use. And now, as the uh, as somebody's coming in and out of the basin itself, the width of the opening right now is is maybe forty to fifty feet at at uh, at high tide, and it drops down to almost 25 feet at low tide because the jetties have a slope on them, so they make a V shape on the entrance. the The new breakwater wall has vertical walls, of course, and so it's going to be a constant 60 foot width, no matter what the tide. 
So that's a nice feature. Also, the docks are right up towards the opening of the of the basin. So as boats come in, they can pull over to a dock and drop somebody off. They can go grab their trailer and bring it back while they're maneuvering over to get in a position to be removed. So that should make it a lot easier to uh, to uh, launch and retrieve boats. So the whole facility is just going to be much nicer to use, I think. Well, uh, it just sounds like it is. I think everyone can really appreciate that the opening of the new uh, launch ramp area is going to be easily twice as uh, large as it is at high tide currently right now. And not only that, at low tide, it should be significantly deeper, too, because uh, it isn't unusual, and, and we've seen it happen more than once, that someone's trying to get in and out at the same time. They get too close to that uh, stone wall jetty, and they wind up uh, dinging their props. So that that's going to be a, a real improvement. No, I, I think so. I've got photographs <laughs> that's, that's got boats lined up to, to come in, and it just it looks uh, actually pretty hairy if you get right down to it, and I and a lot of that's going to be removed because, like you said, it's going to be much wider, and it's always going to be the same width, and there will not be any revetment on the inside. Well, there will be some around the actual launch itself, and that's to protect the launch from even the small weeks that are inside. But uh, at the entrance, it will be clear sailing. You know, uh, Bill, one of our listeners, Wayne, just uh, sent me a message uh, uh, and was saying uh, during the construction period, the public uh, will probably not want to be launching over there because where during normal times there are courtesy docks, the chances are pretty good that those courtesy docks will be gone. Yeah, he's actually correct. And uh, I, I, I like to dissuade anybody from using it. Of course, it will be open, and if it's absolutely necessary, uh, that that's what it's going to be open for one lane. Uh, I've got to say though, it's it's going to be difficult for folks when they try to use it just because of all the construction going on, and especially if there's a whole lot of folks that want to use it at once, then they'll create a line, and I don't know how long that line can get. Well, so please have everybody visit our website, uh, portofsandiego.org forward slash SIDL for Shelter Island Boat Launch, and we will let them know where alternate launches are. And, Bill, you made a, a good point, is when the SEAL tours go in there, they they go in uh, bow first and they come out bow first, while to launch the boats the way they are right now for the general public, you come in through the north entrance of the launch ramp, you pull up, you back into your space, you launch your boat, and then you leave the launch ramp area through the, the south exit of the launch ramp. But during this construction period, there will be no south exit. So in order for uh, a regular boat to launch there, they'll have to pull up, pull into the space, they'll have to launch, and then instead of going south, they'll have to go back in the way they came. And, boy, that can get to be a real cluster. Well. It looks like we lost Bill, but hey, Bill gave us the information. If you need more information on the design of the new launch ramp, just go to portofsandiego.org slash SIBL, 
and you'll get all the information uh, uh, you'll be looking for. So uh, that works out well. And, Bill, we want to thank you very much for being with us, and uh, uh, we look forward to getting updates further into the future on how it's going. But Stan and Wendy, it's exciting to be getting a new facility down here, and because it is uh, financed by the California Department of Boating and Waterways, there's not going to be any charge to launch at the new launch trap. It's going to be all free. That's even better. That's awesome. You know, because over here where we are in Orange County, L.A., and Ventura, you have to pay for the launch trap. I love launching in San Diego. It's great. You better believe it. And and with this new launch ramp, uh, you know, it'll still be the same number of lanes, but they're almost increasing by double the inside capacity of the launching area, plus there'll be a lot more dock space. Uh, I think also there'll be a lot more accessibility to our handicapped fishermen. And, and don't fool yourself, there are a lot of handicapped fishermen that uh, launch out of San Diego Bay here at Shelter Island to take advantage of the fishing opportunities and the recreational opportunities of the bay. So that's, that's going to be good for them. Why, why is it that the launch ramps in San Diego don't have washdowns? Uh, the particular problem there, Wendy, is environmental again. The, um, uh, the Port of San Diego and uh, those people that are involved with it are very concerned on where that runoff water goes and they don't want that runoff water going back into the bay so at least i know at the shelter island launch ramp all the uh, the washdown facilities have been closed there used to be one there by the outboard boating club which is that little pink building that's directly in front of the launch ramp but no moss here and i don't think there's any around san diego or shelter island at all. Are you familiar with washdowns in uh, other launch uh, facilities, Wendy? Oh, yeah. All the launch ramps that we have out here have uh, washdowns. Hmm. Okay. Well, that is what has been explained to me is the fact that they worry about where that water runoff goes, and the last thing they wanted to do is go back into the bay. So uh, there will be no washdowns that I am familiar with, but... Uh, uh, you know, and I don't know about if maybe they've got a recovery system or whatever it is for the other launch ramps that that water doesn't go into the adjacent uh, bodies of water that are there. Huh. Huh. Okay. That's kind of unique. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, because you know, it's really tough because, if we, you know, you spend a couple nights in San Diego or a weekend in San Diego, you want to wash off your motor, you want to, you know, flush it out and stuff, but you can't, you know, so it, it's difficult. You know, and it's even tough because there's not even a close self-service car wash area in the proximity of the launch ramp that you could go to. You know, you think, man, that'd be nice if I could just pull into one of those stalls and and right. you know get everything cleaned up, fresh water, and especially the uh, the motor have fresh water go through the motor so you can rinse that thing out. That would be great. But right now. It's not happening, and unfortunately, it won't be a benefit to the recreational uh, boat users here in San Diego that we'll be seeing. Hey, guys, let's take a break uh, because uh, we're going to get change gears a little bit. Coming up next, Captain Clay Williams from the Old Glory is going to be with us, 
And we're going to talk about current fishing conditions off the Southern California and Baja Coast. So stay tuned. Stan, Wendy, and I will be back with more Ron Real Radio after these messages. Are you ready to sell your current boat and upgrade in preparation for the 2017 fishing season? It's sure to be one for the bucks. I'm Zach Zorn and a broker for Kessler Yachts located in San Diego. As one of the largest and most reputable brokerages on the West Coast, I can assure that your boat will be sold in a timely manner or that your dream boat will be found. If you want to sell your boat or looking to purchase one, call Zach Zorn at Kessler Yachts, 760-815-8866 so that your name can be added to our long list of satisfied buyers and sellers. That's Zach Zorn, 760-815-8866. Angler's Arsenal is the serious angler's first choice for hand-poured plastics, McCoy line, Spro products, Gamakatsu hooks, G. Loomis fishing rods, Shimano products, Ovet reels, and just about anything you hear advertised on Rod and Reel Radio. Go to anglersarsenal.com and visit our online tackle store. See the huge selection of Western Plastics hand-poured baits, all at anglersarsenal.com. Angler's Arsenal Tackle Store is conveniently located in La Mesa, just off Interstate 8. Give us a call at 1-800-428-8730. If you're serious about your fishing, choosing the right tackle is one of the most important decisions you'll ever make. Iserline makes premium fishing lines, including monofilament, Dacron, Spectra, fluorocarbon, battle-tested harnesses, and top angler-tested Iserline tools and accessories. Iserline premium fishing products are created to provide you with the ultimate in strength, dependability, durability, high abrasion resistance, low stretch, and high quality. All Iserline products are 100% guaranteed against manufacturing defects. You just can't buy better value. Iserline will replace or repair at their option. No questions asked if you're not pleased with any of their products. Catch what you've been missing. Quality guaranteed. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ring hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. Hi, I'm Bart Hall, and I'm honored to be back to tell you about the 41st Annual Fred Hall Show, March 23rd to the 26th at the Del Mar Fairgrounds. When I think back over our 71-year history, I am always amazed that the little show my father produced at the old Gilmore Stadium in 1946 could have grown into the 2017 version of the Fred Hall Shows. The San Diego Show has become San Diego's largest and most exciting sport fishing show, one of the nation's most prominent boat shows, and a world-class international travel and hunting show. It is always our goal to entertain you for a full day with nearly 500 booths, over 200 seminars, acres of boats, and dozens of family fun activities. Kids 15 and under are always free. But the Fred Hall shows also strive to help preserve the lifestyle of fishing, hunting, boating, and outdoor recreation that so many of us cherish. Please come and help us celebrate the passion for outdoor recreation at the Fred Hall Show March 23rd to the 26th at the Del Mar Fairgrounds. Join the Coastal Conservation Association of California and get in free. Presented by Progressive. Check us out at fredhall.com. It's a whale of a show. This portion of Rod and Reel Radio is brought to you by the Rockley's Fish Release System. Now you can quickly and easily release fish suffering from barotrauma back to the depths they were caught. Look or ask for the Rockley's at your local fishing tackle dealer. Hey, Stan, Wendy, and I, we do want to welcome you back to Ron Real Radio. 
And now it's time for Doc Talk with Captain Clay Williams, owner-operator of Old Glory Sports Fishing out of H&M Landing. Captain Clay, how are you doing, sir? Well, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Great to be on here tonight. Oh, no, it's great having you. And it must feel fantastic finally getting some good weather so you can get out and fish. How's it going? Oh, it has been nice. The last couple of weekends we've had beautiful weather down down around Colonnette. They're all up and down the coast here. It's uh, looking like spring now. It's nice. Oh, and tell us, what have you been finding when you get down there, sir? You know, um, we've had pretty good yellowtail fishing. Uh, we just got back this morning. Uh, we had 38 yellowtail for 19 people. With, uh, you know, as the story goes, a lot of casualties, a lot of uh, fish rocking us and stuff like that. So we've had a good chance at it. Also caught some wind cod, reds, but not a lot because we didn't focus on the rockfish, but we ended up with 80-something rock, not also. Well, not too bad of a haul. And and this is uh, day-and-a-half trips that you're running down there, is it not? Are, are you going down uh, just on the weekends or... Uh, are you finding you get enough interest that uh, maybe you can make a trip down there during the week? You know, we're just doing the weekends now because we're still doing the floating lab for the school systems. So we're doing the floating lab all week long, taking the kids out, letting them enjoy the bay and check out a bunch of stuff that's in it. And then on the weekends, we're running the stay-and-a-half trip down to Colonnette. Yeah. Uh, tell us, uh, you know, yellowtail, a uh, part of the day, uh, rock fishing during the other part of the day. What kind of gear have you guys been using? Has it changed any, uh, uh, you know, since the uh, beginning of winter? Because it seems like these fish have been down there for the past few months. Is it changing, or are you pretty much doing the same thing? You know, it's been mostly the same thing. Um, the yo-yo iron has been the hot ticket. Uh, fishing the yo-yo on 40-pound test has been pretty much the hot ticket on the yellowtail. On the Rock cod, you know, live sardine can't hardly be beat. Or a strip of squid, maybe a little shrimp fly. Those were working real well. Um, I know one thing I will say is yesterday kind of a hot ticket was that red yo-yo jig. Um, I know that candy bar that Squeakos was putting out was, gosh, we were passing those things out, and that was the, the hot ticket yesterday. Well, is that because are you still finding uh... – uh, the uh, tuna shrimp down there, or are there more uh, fin fish in the water, or what, Captain Clay? You know, we're seeing a lot of the red crab and a little bit of krill also. Um, not as much on the fin fish, so I imagine that's why they're sticking to that red color. You know, that's, that's you know, my, my theory behind that, at least. All right, right. Well, if, uh, Clay, if people want to get with you on the old glory to go on out, what are you going out, and how's the best way to get a hold of you to book the trip? Okay, well, we're running out of H&M Landing. We leave at 7 p.m. every Friday evening. Um, I'd suggest getting there early. We like to try to get the boat loaded up, sign in, and try to get out right on time. Um, that and, way we can make it down there by first light. And what time um, is on time? You know, I would say show up a good 45 minutes early, you know, maybe even an hour early. It makes it easier. Um, we've been loading bait every night before before we leave, so we just come back in, get everybody signed up, and try to get out of there. So you're pushing off the dock around uh, 8 p.m., or is it even earlier than that? Uh, 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Oh, going out in the daylight now, that's a good thing. Yeah, it's uh, the time change here. It got us, threw us for a loop this morning. 
<laughs> this was the fastest day of the year, Captain Clay. Hey, you know, along with you fishing uh, uh, the old glory down uh, in the North Baja uh, coastline, there's some other great fishing news uh, coming out of H&M uh, Landing right now because some of the other boats aren't doing too bad either. No, you know, we have uh, the Premier. It's it's back on its local half-day runs. They've been catching pretty good rock fishing. Um, they're doing two trips a day, one at 6.30 and one at 1. Also, the Malahimi's finished up all their boat work, and they're starting to run the Coronado Island trips every day of the week. And, uh, you know, this last trip, they had very good rock cotton out there, and they did catch a yellowtail. Oh, my gosh. And what is this with all of a sudden the lobster bite? You know, or, or I, I just heard about it this morning, and um, I know Chuck and, and those guys went out, and I think they had 20-plus 20, 20 legal lobsters last night. Um, they went a lot of shorts, but uh, twenty over 20 legals. So sounds like the end of this lobster season has been the best part of it. Well, you know, I, I'm reading the report here, and they said they had 21 legal lobsters, but they actually released 71 lobsters. And then they also wow. got a bu- bunch of crabs in that. So maybe with the water warming up or whatever it is, uh, that uh, crawl is getting better in, in San Diego Bay there. And it, it's a fun trip to go on, on too. I think they leave at about 6 o'clock. They come back at midnight. You get to come back with some great lobsters. You get to have a beer or a burger or soda or whatever you want. It's a fun time for sure. Oh, yeah. You know, it's um, getting a lot of shorts and, and legals mixed. and makes for an exciting evening. They're always pulling up something. Well, you know, uh, we're getting to the end of winter. We're getting into a spring pattern. Hopefully the weather's going to improve for you. Captain Clay Williams on the uh, Old Glory. Again, how's the best way to get a hold of you and the landing to book with you on the Old Glory or to view the other boats that are going out out of H&M Landing and to book a trip with them? Well, you know, nowadays it seems like the Internet's probably the easiest way. You can get on at hmlanding.com. Um, there's a there's a spot in there you can book your trips through and check out what's going on every night. You can also call the landing at 619-222-1144. Or if you'd like to, you can call myself. I can answer questions, get you out there. Um, my cell number is 858-354-5712. All right, Captain Clay Nelson from Old Glory Sports Fishing. Thanks a lot for being with us, Captain Clay, and we'll be uh, checking in with you from time to time to see how that uh, fishing down in Colorado is going. Thanks a lot for being with us. Ah, thank you for having me. You guys have a great evening. All right. Thank you. you. Hey, also, we got a, a report. Also, now I want to bring up the fish icon, Captain James Nelson. He's on the water. He's checking in. He's going out there catching fish. Let's find out what he's doing. Captain James, welcome to the show. Well, great. Thanks for having me, John. Wendy, Stan. It is good. Welcome back. Welcome back. Hey, yeah, yeah no great teasing. hearing from you, huh? You know, it's good to be back. It's good to hear from Clay, too. I mean, it's, it's great to hear that he's running the old glory. I mean, what a great boat. What an awesome captain. Well, you know what? Uh, it's just unbelievable with that catch that they have down there in uh, Colinette. They went on down on a, on a day-and-a-half trip. He still gets 38 yellowtail, a bunch of rockfish, a bunch of bonita, uh, all kinds of good things happening uh, down there. But let's talk about you, the fish icon. What's happening uh, with fishing in your world this past week, uh, Captain James? Well, it's been great, John. We uh, made a little run down to uh, our 
local salt water, um, stayed local is what I mean, but we stayed uh, a few miles off the beach but away from the stench down there <laughs> on our favorite little southern spot. And uh, it was good. You know, we got quite a few uh, good-sized sand bass. Um, they're on that red crab again. They're on also eating squid. So uh, anytime they're on the chew of a variety of baits, that's a good thing. And uh, been spending a lot of time in the bay chasing those leopards. Boy, it's just been phenomenal so far this year when it comes to leopard sharks. It's, it's just been a lot of fun. I saw an incredible picture of you and a young lady that had a leopard shark that was unbelievable that had to have been a pretty exciting day for her oh absolutely she ended up actually with three and you know a couple good pulls and ended up three in the boat um she had her dad with her and he wouldn't he wouldn't take the rod at any point uh she had to reel them all in including a beach that he ended up holding up for the picture so it was it was great now james i saw some pictures that you posted uh, today so i'm going to presume they're fairly current Looks like you were in the back bay, and was that a bonefish that I saw that uh, 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 that uh, I think it was a young man was holding? Yeah, it was a bonefish. It was great. It was uh, the first one of this year that I could write down, so it was it was cool to see him show up, and uh, you know, it gave a good little pull, and you know, it just just shows what's what's to come, what what we can expect to happen here. It's going to be. Uh, I think it's going to be a good year. The water's already 64 in the bay, so that's wow. really nice. So between the red crab, the squid, the uh, all the bait fish that's in the bay, and the shrimp crawl that's going on right now, as well as the other crustaceans that were you were just talking about, uh, it's going to be good. It, it's, it already is good, so it, it's only going to improve and even get better. Well, you know, we've got spring break coming up, and everyone's thinking about let's go up to the snow because it's out outrageous up there the skiing and the snowboarding or let's go out to the desert because i was there uh, last week and it is so green out in the desert and the flowers are going to be killer there's so much to do but with spring break coming on up it's a great time to stay at home and go fishing and to book a trip with uh, the fish icon himself captain james nelson yeah you know it'd be great i I'm- I'm here and I'm ready, and I'm actually kind of booked up till towards the end of the month. And I think uh, I think we got a trip with you and, and uh, Dr. Jim at, at the very end, don't we? Well, I tried to get on with you, you know, sometime before the Fred Hall uh, Del Mar show. Couldn't do it, but uh, you were able to squeeze us in. But that schedule is getting tight, and it's going to get tighter as we get closer to the uh, spring break, the second week of April. So now's the time to, to book a trip. Uh, How's the best way to get a hold of you, Captain James? Well, you can always reach me by phone. It's uh, 619-395-0799. If I'm out on the water, I'll, I'll reply later, either with a text or a phone call. And uh, uh, there's a website, thefishicon.com. And then, of course, uh, I don't mind either. Folks come see you. Maybe I'll stock up on some gear and then give me a call. Wow. Well, Captain James, we appreciate you taking some time to be with us. We're going to, too, check in with you from time to time to see how things are going off our local waters. Thanks a lot. And if I don't see you at Fred Hall or before then, I look forward to seeing you. I think our trip's on the 31st, and we just might want to head down to Imperial Beach there and see if we can get some of those big old grumpy sand bass to bite. It should be fun. Sounds like a plan, John. I love it. All right. We'll talk to you later, Captain James. 
Hey, you bet, guys. Thanks again for having me and uh, for running such a great show. Thank you. Hey, uh, Stan, I want to thank you, too. Uh, you know, during the, de- uh, the Fred Hall show in Long Beach, you brought over uh, uh, Michael Kelly from the Code Group over there to let us know about the Code Group app, and i got to tell you, we went aboard with him. Well, it was pretty cool. I ran into a longtime friend. haven't seen him for a while. It surprised the heck out of me. But that's what the Fred Hall show is about. You see a lot of people you haven't seen in a long while. And uh, Bobby Leonow, uh, his dad and he own the, the uh, Good Karma, which is the Marlin boat that fishes a lot of the tournaments. And, and uh, he, they're both really good fishermen, good friends. And Bobby walked up and said hi and it shocked the heck out of me. And he said, hey, I got something that uh, I think you'll be interested in. And he told me about the, this app that you can add to your phone called the Code Group. And he goes, let's go put the radio show into Code Group, along with all kinds of other stuff that's in there. And and uh, we said, yeah, <laughs> let's go do it. So now you can put this, it's just an app called the Code Group, and uh, or Code Group, and you can listen wherever you're at to Rod and Reel Radio Live or even the archives on your phone, which is pretty cool. Hey, let me, uh, uh, let me just tell people how to do this, uh, Stan, because we're pretty excited because even without, annou- without announcing that Ron Real Radio is available on this app, uh, Michael was telling me that uh, he already had uh, like 150 downloads in the first day. So this is uh, some information you're going to want to uh, listen to. So get your pencils out just in case because you want to be sure to check out the Code Group mobile app. Now you can listen to the Ron Real Radio Show live and along with our show archives without Internet access. The Code Group app has all kinds of cool features for fishermen, not only including Ron Real Radio, but daily Southern California saltwater reports, fishing reports, episodes of inside sports fishing, and then you can also track marine traffic and a whole lot more. Now here's the important thing. Here's the way that you can receive your free Code Group mobile app download. You can simply text the word REAL, and that's R-E-E-L, to 90407, or enter the words Code Group, code group that's C-O-D-E-G-R-O-U-P, at the App Store on your smartphone and you're signed up and ready to go, and you can listen to Ron Real Radio or sports shows all throughout the country anytime you want. So, Stan, it sounds like a good thing, and we're going to have um, Michael Kelly on next week to tell us a little bit more about that because this is obviously pretty exciting. Well, you know, you're, I fish in a lot of areas where the show doesn't get to. We were up north, uh, and I fished with a buddy of mine, I call him, Long, Bobby Long Gun Dunn because he, he sells long guns and shotguns. But uh, he he's a good fisherman, and he goes, well, can we get that show, your show where we live? And I said, nope. He, you know, it just doesn't travel that far north or whatever it is, but you can put it on your phone with this app, and you can listen to that and the archives of the show. And he thought that was a pretty cool deal, and so did several other guys when we were talking. So I really think it has a great application coming up. And not only that, not only listening to Ron Real Radio, but all the great services on Oh, yeah. It's free. Yeah, it's free. Hey, guys, let's take a top-of-the-hour break. This is Ron Real Radio on AM 540, 
Stan, Wendy, and I, we're going to take a break right now, but we'll be back after these messages. You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect. Finally, a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main and El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at ElCajonFord.com. Are you looking for a quality fishing experience out of Cabo San Lucas for you, your family, and friends, but are a bit set back with just what company to go with? Rod and Reel Radio urges you to try American and family-owned Land's End Charters. Land's End Charters offer their clients affordable and all-inclusive services on a variety of vessels and trips. Fish with their brand name fishing gear while experiencing the hospitality of a family-run business with over 50 years of experience. Go to LandsEndCharters.com to see all the current vessels and amenities available and call Cobble Greg or Jenny directly at 800-281-5778 when you're ready to get fishing. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, HM Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. Quantum Fishing's got something for everybody. From the smallest angler to the oldest veteran, we can get you out there fishing with the greatest reels on the market today. From the all-new for 2016 Icon PT to the Tour Mag to the brand-new redesigned Smoke Reel, we've got something for everyone in your family. Have some fun. Take a kid fishing. They're the future of our sport. Quantum, we are performance-tuned. You can get your Quantum products at anglersarsenal.com or anglersarsenal in the Mesa at 619-466-8355. Rod and Reel Radio is now available as a podcast you can subscribe to on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcasting app. Get notified as soon as new episodes are available, or go back and listen to our past shows. Browse through all of our archive shows at roddenreelradio.com slash archives, and click the subscribe button to get started listening now. Hi, this is BSS record holder Dean Rojas. El Cajon Ford helped me when I got started in my career, and let them help you with a new F-Series Ford truck. And remember, nobody beats El Cajon Ford. And Stan, Wendy, and I, we want to welcome you back to the show. Hey, we want to thank 
all of you that stopped by the Ron Real Radio booth at the Fred Hall Show last week and said that you listened to the show or were interested in the show, that you wanted to hear more windy. Man, am I getting tired of hearing that. <laughs> you wanted to hear more windy, you know, and you stopped by the show. And especially, we want to thank all of you that signed up for the CCA there at uh, the show, and you brought over your tickets for the free drawing that Ron Real Radio is going to be having for the Quantum Real. We received a couple hundred tickets on that, and I know not all the tickets that that were bought were cashed in. So thank you, everyone, for coming on by and saying hello and and picking up those uh, microcloths for your eyeglasses that we were giving away. We had a great time, but Stan and Wendy, I know you had a great time there too. So, Wendy, let's start off with you. What, what were some of your impressions from this year's 2017 Fred Hall Show at Long Beach? You know, I thought it was great. It had a great vibe. I got to talk to a lot of the captains and and uh, the customers and, you know, the fishermen. And, you know, I believe it's going to be another great year. Um, you know, the rumor is albacore. So, you know, a lot of people are looking at albacore stuff. A lot of people are looking at bluefin stuff. But what caught my eye was this one booth that had a flag. It was a wooden box that looked like an American flag, and they had it in red, white, and blue. They had it in black and white with a blue stripe through the middle. But it was it was to hang on your wall, but it had a secret compartment for your gun. Right. I missed that one. <laughs> so I have new wall art. <laughs> it's awesome. I loved it. It was just, I didn't have any cash on me, and I ran over to the Turner's booth and asked Lori, hey, can I borrow some money? She gave me some cash. I went over there, and I bought it. <laughs> That's pretty cool stuff. I missed that one. Oh, man. <laughs> that was, was my impulse buy. Well, Wendy, you know, it was hard to keep up with you because I saw you whizzing by, and every time I'd take off from uh, the booth to either go visit the Porcelain Repose or do whatever it is to try and get an interview, you were inside the booth chit-chatting with people, uh, uh, telling them about the products. You were there with the great Iserline people, and you know, one of the interviews that we had on last week was, was with Norm, who is in the uh, the fly-tying booth for Iserline over there it did a great interview with him and those guys over there in the um, the tying the not tying area are just fantastic you know that's a really popular um thing that we do is uh have individual not tying lessons over there it's called the coach's tent and uh you know we've been asked to do it year after year i don't know how many years we've been doing it but we're go- we're as of March, Iserline's been around for 30 years, so I'm not sure, but it's a very popular, popular uh, booth that we have. It's almost as old as you. <laughs> <laughs> almost. Hey, you know, Stan, I know you were spending a lot of time in the 1-800 Bass Boat uh, booth uh, talking insurance and the reasons why uh, you guys offer some of the best boat insurance anywhere in the country, but you were also spending a lot of time in a lot of other booths talking to new friends and, and new uh, people there at the show. Tell, tell us a little bit about your impressions of the show. It, you know, first, like Wendy was saying, it was, it, there was a lot of people, and there was a lot of people buying. Um, 
both boats and equipment, a lot of, like she was saying, the talk about the albacore. <laughs> and a lot of the talk I was doing from the booth was, are you ready for albacore, and do you even know how to throw an anchovy? Because most of the people that are out there have never caught one. Let's say the last, if you started ocean fishing the last 10 years, you haven't got one. And, and how many people out there really know how to fish an anchovy because you're not throwing a four- to six-inch um, you know, sardine that weighs a couple ounces, you're throwing this little thing, doesn't weigh anything. Sometimes it's two eyes and a wiggle, little pinheads there. So uh, the rods, I was teaching a lot of people. They, what... don't even, they don't even know what an albacore looks like. That's true. <laughs> you know, or smells like. You're right. So there was a lot of, you know, there's a new, I think a 12... 78 or something like that that Seeker had that's an eight-foot rod with a really soft tip, great action, fiberglass rod. It's not expensive, but, man, it'll be perfect for the albacore along with if you've got an older eight-foot 270, um, that's a great rod, or the 196.8 or even the 196.7. Those are old Sabre numbers, but you, they're Calstar and whatever else. Those are fishing rods that people have never heard of <laughs> or a lot of people haven't. So it was kind of fun doing that. Um, I, I did a lot of looking around for clothing. I, I mean, when you when you travel on the long-range trips or if you're on a bass boat and you're in the heat, the one thing you need is breathable something to wear for shirts when you're out there. And and there's a booth right across from John, actually. It's Huck, H-U-K, which I found out is not the right pronunciation. It's no. Hook. It is not, it, so I learned something there. But I talked to them because I'd, I'd seen one of their, their shirts and then, then went out and got one. And the difference is night and day when you have something on that is breathable and, and is comfortable to wear. And there's a lot that goes into that. I've invited them to come on the show later on here and talk about their products because I was so impressed with the, both the, their rain gear and their hot weather gear. And they've even got hunting gear in there. So that was one of the other things. Smitty belts, I was glad to see. Uh, Smitty Belts has come into play when uh, uh, the daughter, Smitty's daughter, took it over because Smitty's just not feeling good enough to keep it going. And she and her husband, uh, Susan and, and John, took it over, and, and they were there with some new products. They've got some new stuff coming out, and, and I was happy to see that for them. <laughs> I stopped by Sean uh, Cooley with Cool Baits, and he's, he's uh, if you haven't got those for your bass fishing and your ocean fishing, those are tools and he had two little ones that i needed that i had to pick up those were those were impulse buy for me i go no i had to have, have to have those um i i found something for my long range fishing that if you've ever done that on the big tune and you pull on them all day if you're in a really big bite everybody comes in and the inside of the galley smells like ben gay or something with a menthol in them your sinuses are clear and your shoulders don't hurt but there was a problem product come called msm which was a clear uh, pain gel that, that within minutes took the pains out of the shoulder, which I've got a bad one in the first place, but it lasted 18 hours. It wasn't something that was just a flash in the pan, so that was pretty cool. Anyhow, um, that was, there was all kinds of good stuff, but that was pretty good. A couple of things I ran across, there was... Um... Uh, a group there from Japan uh, under the name ZPI. And what they do is they offer retrofit kits for a lot of the freshwater reels are on the market. So 
we had uh, visited with them before the show, and we said, hey, listen, we are going to bring in our basket case reels. So we brought in a Calcutta 400, a Cabo 30, uh, a Corrado uh, 200, uh, a Cronarch uh, 200, and uh, oh, there was one other reel, and I forgot what it was. And we said, here, guys, do your magic on these things. So during the show itself, they they took went through them. They brought put on new paddles. They put in new bearings. They greased them up. They oiled them up. Uh, new uh, uh, caps on everything. Uh, cleaned them on up for us. We got them on back and stand. I cannot believe my Calcutta 400 runs as slick as I have ever run it in its life. And this thing has been beat up pretty bad. It's probably about a seven or eight year old model my cabo three uh uh iron is in great shape the old cronarch that belonged to one of my employees brought that thing in that thing is as smooth as butter he's going to have a hard time backlashing that so that really? outfit was, was that's called pretty cool stuff right there you know because that's something everybody half of the people you know out there have one of those or two of those yeah not only that but they offer you a selection of of paddles for your reels or larger paddles that you can either get a flat paddle or you can get the rounded uh, uh, paddle on it. And I, I can't wait to go out and use that. And then another fun thing that we did, and we had them on, we had a group from American Samoa that was offering charters out of American Samoa. And I thought, gosh, that's going to be interesting. Who gets involved with that? And I went over to talk to the guys with there. There's one fellow from England that does the business end. There's one fella that runs the hotels, and then there was another fella that did the, the charters. What a great group they were, and what a fun place to go to, to American Samoa for uh, uh, charters. So there were some great things over there. And, and Wendy, we got a chance to talk with Mike over there at Bomber Eyewear, too. That looks like it's going to be a pretty sensational product. You know, sunglasses that float, now I won't lose them all when I bend over and go get unhooked my fish or something, you know? <laughs> so, I'll, so I'll be able to find those ones floating when the guys take off running there in front of you on the back of the back right. boat going 70. They blow off their head because they turn sideways to see where they were going. I'll be able to find them following them. And not only that, uh, uh, Stan and Wendy, they have frames that fit someone as petite as Wendy or someone that's like Mr. Potato Head, like me, that that needs something that uh, uh, you normally can't f- find. So they had great frames, and we look forward to wearing their glasses. So it's going to be fun. Now, we're talking about Long Beach, and I, I know a lot of you went to the show. A lot of you may have missed it. But don't worry, because the Fred Hall Show is coming to the Del Mar Fairgrounds. It'll start on Thursday, March the 23rd, go through the 26th, and it should be a fun time there. Hey, guys, in the, at, for the next two segments of the show, I had a chance to go and visit with Dean Warhaus and his wife, Renee. And this is going to be a recorded segment. So, Stan and Wendy, I think if you want to say good evening, uh, I'd say now's the time to do it. And we'll be back next week from the Fred Hall Show in Del Mar. And because... I want to leave time to do this interview with Dean and Renee. So, Wendy, you got any last thoughts? Adios and see you at Del Mar. 
All right. And Stan? <laughs> well, I'm going to go back to sitting in the bass boat. I've pulled everything out, tournament season now. I've got several, and we got the more sunlight, so it'll be a longer day to sit in the boat and play. And I've, we got the spawning season is upon us, so fishing is really starting to ramp up. The ocean's going to get going, so I'm, going, I'm just going through tackle in the garage and re-getting everything ready. I can understand that. You know, and Stan, one of the neat things I found out about the uh, the new seeker rods and everything like that, all of the blanks that they are using are manufactured here in the U.S. and the overseeing of that of the manufacturing process of the blanks is done by nobody other than Gary Loomis. So actually, uh, it's not. It's Brad Loomis. It's his son. Yeah. and he's a real technician. He he worked. Other rods are made where, you know, this rod that's the same, supposed to be the same flex pattern, and it's not. It, you know, they're all numbered the same, but they're all different. He never lets that happen. He is really anal about getting everything precise. So they, they really have a tactician in, in the background that's doing everything right for them. The rods have really come up in, in, uh, in their quality and control. So they've done nothing but increase their their rods to put them into a different level. So I, I suggest everybody kind of look and start looking at these, the softer tip rods for your ongoing, you know, albacore season. If we, because there's a lot of anchovies. If you're going to go out guaranteed, you're going to have to fish an anchovy this year, no matter what. All right. Well, the rods come from great lineage. Hey, Stan and Wendy, we'll be uh, talking to you next week. Uh, thanks a lot for giving us uh, your impressions of the Fred Hall show. We're going to take a break right now, but coming up next, we're going to have an exclusive interview with Dean Rojas and Renee Rojas. So stay tuned. We'll be back after these messages. It's time for the spectacular 41st Annual Fred Hall Show, March 23rd to the 26th at the Del Mar Fairgrounds. San Diego's biggest fishing show, biggest boat show, biggest outdoor recreation event of the year. Hundreds of booths, acres of boats, over 200 seminars presented by Cousins Tackle. Hundreds of kayaks and stand-up paddle boards. The Dylan Bass Tank, the accurate fishing saltwater tank, Hobie Kayak Fishing Seminars, Costa Sporting Chef Cafe, the Mammoth Lakes Kids Fish Free Trout Pond, the San Diego Ford Dealers Paul Bunyan Lumberjack Show, Archery, Target Shooting, Free Dive, Fly Casting, Kids Casting, and so much more. Kids Free, Kids Fish Free. Join CCA Cal and get in free. Come and share in the legacy of the Fred Hall Shows as we celebrate the passion of fishing, boating, hunting, and outdoor recreation at San Diego's number one show. The Fred Hall Show, March 23rd to the 26th at the Del Mar Fairgrounds. Presented by Progressive. Details at FredHall.com. It's a whale of a show. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel specially heat treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. 
H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, H&M Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. Hey, everybody, this is a message for our listeners from a new Baja Magic Lodge at Cedros Island. Cedros Outdoor Adventures wants to make your dream of fish at Cedros Island a reality. Want to go after giant calicos or yellowtail with the best Cedros Island fishing organization, but you just don't know who to contact? Then give Cedros Outdoor Adventures a call at 619-793-5419, or even better yet, log on to their informative website at cedrosoutdooradventures.com. There you can visit their trip calendar and schedule a trip that's convenient for you. Once again, the phone number is 619-793-5419 or their website of cedrosoutdooradventures.com. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California. Boat California. Save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Hey, Southern California, we do want to welcome you back to Ron Real Radio. Hey, last week I had a chance to travel to Lake Havasu and did some business over there. But one of the things I did is I visited with Pro Angler on the BASS Elite Tour, Mr. Dean Rojas. Dean was at his home at Lake Havasu. He was preparing for the Bassmaster Classic coming on up here in a couple of weeks. He was also spending some time with his family. I had a chance to spend some time with not only Dean, but his wife, Renee, to talk a little bit about his performance a a week earlier on Lake Okeechobee, talk about his uh, preparation for the upcoming Bassmaster Classic, but also we got a chance to talk about Dean Rojas, the business, and that, how it is run by his wife, Renee, and all the work that they do together in order to make Dean Rojas successful. So if you will, we're going to play that uh, interview for you now, and I'll be back at the, interv- at the end of the interview to wish you all a good evening. So, Jorge, if you will, please roll that interview with Dean Rojas. Hey, welcome back to Rod Real Radio, and we are in between the Fred Hall Show. So, Vicki, I decided to go up to Lake Havasu for a couple of days, had some business to do. And you're in Lake Havasu, what are you going to do? You're going to visit friends, and one of our best friends is here. He's pro-angler Dean Rojas, and we thought we'd stop by to see Dean and his lovely wife, Renee, while he's preparing to uh, go to the Bassmaster Classic. So, Dean, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, John. It's always nice being here. It's always nice seeing you. And Renee, I'd like to introduce our listening audience to you. Welcome to Ron Real Radio. Thank you. It's nice to be here, too. Uh, Dean, first of all, we want to congratulate you on the tremendous finish you had at Lake Okeechobee. Uh, But I always thought that was your type of fishing, that the fish were going to be shallow. There might be some 
Sightfish, give us a little overview on how that tournament went for you. Well, it went um, um, kind of as planned. I had a, a really good practice. Um, I didn't have a specific area because basically the, the, the lake had gotten real muddy. And I know in Okeechobee you have to find the clear water. So I basically drove around the whole lake looking for the right you know, structure, the right water clarity, and the right conditions that I needed you know, to fulfill four days. You know, there's a lot of places where you can go where they always catch them in their community holes. But you're only going to catch nine or ten pounds a day, and you're going to finish in the 60s or 50s. But I know that fishing those lakes down there, growing up in San Diego, you have to find an area that houses big fish. Uh, the big fish will separate you from the rest of the field. And so I ended up finding an area down on the southern part of the lake, which I had to cross the lake each day, which was you know 30 miles of open water. I mean, you get out to the middle out there, and you can't see any land. I mean, that's how big Okeechobee is. Uh, a couple of times where it got really bumpy out there, the wind was blowing. Uh, but, you know, that's just part of breaking a lake down, and that's, that's what I've, I've learned to do all my 18 years on tour is, is learning how to do that. Well, you had a tremendous tournament. You started off on the first day, 22nd, mm-hmm. but it seemed like everyone was bunched up. And then you had a fantastic day that launched you from 22nd, I believe, to 4th. And you had one of the biggest bags of fish of the, for the tournament. They got a tremendous bag of fish. Yeah, the area that I had found, um, I ended up sharing with the eventual winner, Tim Horton. Um, and the first day he had over, uh, he had 25 pounds. Uh, I had 17 and a half. I never had a really big bite that day. Uh, the second day I weighed another, I weighed 25 and a half, and he weighed 30 pounds. Right. So um, he was beating me in the area. I mean, he was just doing something a little bit differently than I was. Uh, so, but we were the only two people in that whole area. So whenever you can find a spot or an area like that on Lake Okeechobee that you have all to yourself and don't have a lot of boats, um, you're going to do very well because of the, the, the pressure and everything. So, uh, after day two, I was, I was, uh, in the top five. And then the third day I had a mediocre day. I had a 15 pound day, which kind of dropped me to six. Uh, and then, but it qualified me for the final round. So right. that's always a, a big thing is making the top 12 and fishing on Sunday. Well, you did a good job. Just tell us briefly, uh, what lures were you using and what technique were you employing? Well, it was, uh, it was pretty simple fishing uh, in the sense of you know, you're fishing four feet or less. So I was catching most of my fish just pitching and flipping to tulies you know, and reed heads, uh, but it had to have hydrilla mixed in with it. That was the, the big key. The hydrilla filters the water, so it clears the water up, and that's what those fish like. And so whenever you find that combination, that's where they're going to be at. So for me, finding that area where the, the reeds were at and the hydrilla, that's where the big ones were at. They were spawning in that area, and it was a migration route where they were coming in and out of there. So it was, uh, it was a good, good area that, that housed a, a lot of fish. All right. Well, congratulations on Thank that you. finish. Thank you. You uh, stay constantly in the top 12 all season. I know it's tough up there because the guys have get, just seem to be getting better and better, and it's, it's, it's tough, but... You're doing great. Yeah, there, those are, there's a lot of great anglers out there, and there's a lot of good ones coming up. But it's just, um, you know, I know what I can do. I feel comfortable in what I'm doing, and I just, um, I love just duking it out with them. It's a lot of fun. Hey, we're in Lake Havasu City, and we're fish, and we're uh, visiting with Dean and Renee Rojas. Dean has a little off time before he uh, gets ready to go to Houston to fish Lake Conroe for the Bassmaster Classic, and we're here with. Uh, Renee uh, uh, Rojas and Renee. One of the things I want to talk about: 
most of our listening audience are used to seeing Dean either on television or they're watching uh, the live broadcast on the Bassmaster Classic and they, they see Dean lifting up fish and, you know, uh, driving around the lake. But a lot of things that people may not realize that Dean Rojas is a business and you're Dean's mm-hmm. business partner because there's a lot of stuff that has to be done in order to keep Dean on the water. And you really do a lot of that yourself. I do. I do. Many people, you know, they'll say, oh, it must be nice to fish for a living, but they really have no idea of what actually goes into it. And it is a lot of work. You know, when he's out of town, I basically, I feel like I live two lives half the time. I live the life when he's home and when he leaves and I have to step up and I have to take over the, all, all the responsibilities that he does at home, whether it be just with the house, with the kids, with, you know, just the bills and, and everything else. And so I take over, I took care of his bookkeeping and um, just everything. It's just, it gets overwhelming at times, but I just have to take it in stride and just one step at a time. You know, and here we're looking at March, we're getting close to tax time too. And and Dean has put himself in a little bit different tax bracket than he used to be. He has, yes. <laughs> and that has to be done. But all those it expenses, does. everything like that, yeah, they are tax deductible, but you have to keep track of them mm-hmm. all, too. You have to keep good track because it's very hard for the IRS to understand how you can actually fish for a living because for most people it's a hobby. You know, you don't actually make money at fishing. It's so... Just for just to help the IRS understand that is a feat in itself, and then to be self-employed, you know, for the most part, there's no W two, so they explain that. It's it's there's a lot. I've learned a lot. I tell you, over the years, I have learned so much, and that's how I kind of challenge myself is to learn more and more. And um, now, the, these tournaments that F- Dean fishes on on the Elite Series, mm-hmm. they they may be sponsored, uh, or you know, uh, he might be sponsored to go into these things. But there's still a fee that has to be paid. Dean doesn't just show up because he's he looks handsome and he fishes no. good. You know, <laughs> he shows up for one of these tournaments, and there's an entry fee to be had. Now, yes. is that something that comes through you, or do your sponsors take care of that, or do you have to make sure? that the sponsors take care of it and those fees are covered. I have to take care of it. Um, Bass has a schedule and if it, if each payment is not paid by a certain date, then there are penalties. So I have the schedule right in front of my computer and I, I'm not one to procrastinate. I like things done early done and I have to worry about forgetting about it. So I always make sure that Bass gets that payment well in advance and then um, I can look ahead and plan for the next one. So what you're doing is you're taking care of all the things like gasoline and hotels and mm-hmm. entry fees and everything like that. So Dean doesn't have to worry about that right. because he can go to a particular location and fish. Or if he's doing a promotion with Gander Mountain, he can go on over there and give his all to that particular mm-hmm. activity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Uh as an example, sometimes when he's on the road traveling and he'll say, hey, I'm in Wichita Falls, Texas. Can you check around and see if there's a hotel that's available for me? So I get my phone out or hop on the computer and I'm just, you know, Googling hotels in Wichita Falls and see what I find. And then I'll get on Google Maps and I'll guide him into that hotel. Mm-hmm. And it's it's 
pretty remarkable how we, we work together. It's quite quite a team. <laughs> well, it, it's got to be pretty incredible, too, when the uh, the gasoline bill comes in because your closest tournament this year is probably like Lake Conroe for the Classic. And that's a scant, what, 1,200 miles away? So you go round trip. But when you're talking about going to Cherokee Lake, going to Okeechobee, mm-hmm. going to Gunnersville or whatever it is, yes. and you want to come on back and see the family or you mm-hmm. need to travel around, you put a tremendous amount of miles on the car. And again, yes. that eats up gas. It does. Gas, yeah, between gas, meals, lodging, you know, entry fees. It's There is a, a lot that goes into it before you, like even says, you even wet a line, before you even get the boat on the water. You know, any of that, it's there's a lot that goes into it. And on top of that now, you've got the family, mm-hmm. you've got two sons. Just tell us briefly about them because I know you're proud of both of their accomplishments. Very, very proud. Our oldest, Cameron, is getting ready to graduate high school this year. So that's a huge milestone, and next chapter starts for him, and he will be um, becoming uh, going to Embry-Riddle University in Prescott, Arizona, and majoring in aeronautical science, plans to go into the Air Force as a pilot. And then Austin is a freshman in high school, and he is definitely his father's son. He loves <laughs> to fish, and Dean, he's very good. Dean, let's talk about it, because I think you have given him a nickname, and now he is very sought after here in the Lake Havasu area. Tell us about that. Well, I didn't give him the nickname. Okay. Um, my, my name out there is... Dean the Machine Rojas is uh, my name out there. Well, the local people around here call him the Little Machine because he has a tendency of doing very, very well. Um, he's won more turn- team tournaments than I ever did in San Diego. And uh, for me, I'm very proud. Uh, there's a lot of people that want to uh, fish with him uh, because he's a, he's a good angler. He's, and, and I, you know, and I... I give him kudos because, you know, when, when I go fishing with him, you know, I'm at such a high level. It's very hard for me to come back down, you know, when I'm like, come on, Austin, make that cast. You know, make that, you know, and I can do it very easily. But for him, you know, he struggles with it. And so I have to bring myself back down saying, look, he's just he's only 15 years old and, and well, actually 12 years old back then. Now, <laughs> now he's like, hey, Dad, watch this cast. And he'll fire it on in there. And it's, it, it's perfect, you know. So I... For me, I, I'm very proud uh, to see that, and I, I never really pushed the fishing on my kids. I wanted, I, mm-hmm. I, I exposed them to it, but if they either took it or they didn't, that was okay. Well, Austin took it. Cameron, you know, he's got his other uh, 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 interests and where he wants to go, and I support that 100. percent You know, they're they're different, and that's good. Um, but little machine, he's uh, he's something else, man. He's well, you interesting. know, I. I've seen in you for as long as I've known you this love of fishing. And I know you fish for a living Mm -hmm. and you go all these places and you're pre-fishing and you're doing this and answering fishing questions. And then we come on up here to Lake Havasu to say hello to you. You have some downtime between the Okeechobee tournament and the biggest event of the year for you, the Bassmaster Classic. And you're telling me how excited you are to go to Lake Alamo here tomorrow to go fishing again because you're going with the family and sharing it with Renee and the kids. Well, um, we've been going out for about four years now as a family, and it's something that we all indulge in in the, in the fall. We spend every Thanksgiving there, and we take our off-road vehicles. We don't even go fishing. We just go off-roading there. Uh, this is a little bit different, springtime fishing, and um, Alamo is a very special place, as you know. You've gone there for many years, and, and people that, that 
that have gone have all said the same thing. It, it's, a, it's a little piece of paradise away from everything. It, you really have to be going there to get there in a sense that it's so secluded and it's so quiet and it's just it's just so nice to go out there in the serenity. The lake is beautiful. The fishing's great. And it's just a way of just getting away. And for me, I am so excited about just getting away with my family and just fishing and just enjoying the sunsets and enjoying the barbecue and enjoying the relaxation uh, because I know what's coming in two weeks. And that is the biggest tournament of my life uh, there at Conroe. And I want to make sure that, you know, mentally I'm ready to go. I will, you know, I'm so excited for that. And I, I know that this is going to be the right thing for, for all of us to enjoy a great a family weekend before it, it really gets busy. You know, we'll be talking with Dean a little bit about the preparation for the Bassmaster Classic. But, Renee, is is there anything that you've done in the past couple of months to help Dean get ready for these, not only the first two elite tournaments, but the Bassmaster Classic coming on up? Mostly to stay out of his way. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you what, what she's been doing is shopping. She's, uh, she's excited about we have a, a, a night of champions, and it's, it's, the, it's the one time a year where everybody dresses up. And so it, for her, it's one of her favorite times. And I, I, I tell her, I said, buy whatever you want. Spend as much as you want because this is a special night. It's for you. It's for all of our hard work and qualifying for another Bassmasters Classic. This is my 15th Classic. And she's been to every single one of them. And we treasure each one of them because they're so special. You know, and just to show you what a commitment is, Dean, when did you first get on the professional trail? Was it like 2000? No, it was 1997. 1997. Yeah, when Bass came out here for their invitationals. You know, and in that amount of time, you've uh, not only done extremely well, but Renee... You've got the family, you've got mm -hmm. two great boys over we here, do. and you've been able to, to mix both. It's, it's uh, I, I just can't believe how hard that is, Dean, on you for some of the things that you've missed. But, you know, it's like every man that goes out and tries to make a living or has to be on the road. But, Renee, for you just taking up the slack and just mm -hmm. making sure everything gets done and the boys mm -hmm. go to school and they get breakfast yeah. and do their homework <laughs> and everything like that. And then to go over and go, okay, here's this bill. Uh, the gas bill has to be paid, and here's this hotel, and Dean needs to play the, the stay in Timbuktu, Texas, and yep. got to try and find a spot <laughs> for him and everything like that. And, Dean, you're just spending an incredible amount of time on the road. A lot of times wishing, man, I wish I was back home with the family. Well, there's, there's a lot of that. And, and with anything that we do, you know, you're good at, there's a lot of sacrifice, you know. And, and I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for her. Um, she handles and takes care of so many things that, that take me off uh, my mind and I can focus on my job. I mean, she is my anchor. She is uh, the reason why I'm so successful at, at this. And I couldn't do it without her uh, because, you know, her and I are our team. We work together. She takes care of the stuff that's here. And I take care of the work, and that's catching bass, you know, out there yeah. on the tour and dealing with the sponsors and dealing with all, all the whole business side mm -hmm. of it. She, she covers the, the half of the circle, and I cover the, 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 you know, the front part of the circle, which is dealing with the public, dealing with sponsors, and dealing with the actual tournaments itself. But, you know, it's, it's that famous cliche that, you know, for every successful man, you know, there's, a, there's even a better woman behind it. That is, that is, that is to the T uh, with, our, with our whole situation here. She is my, uh, she's my rock. She's my anchor. She makes sure that I have a great foundation and a platform to perform at the highest level and be successful. 
Well, let's talk about the upcoming Bassmaster Classic. Now, which classic? Now, how many have you qualified for since starting? Uh, this will be my 15th Bassmaster's wow. Classic. And, uh, you know, I cherish every single one of them, John. They are, they are so special because growing up, all I want to do is qualify for one. You know, and I did that in 1999, and uh, that was our first one. And, and um, you know, to, to know that I've <laughs> had 15, and it's amazing how, it just, how it's just flown by. Uh, this is I'm starting my 18th season on the tour, uh, but it never gets old. I, I never get you know coming into the, into the arena when they announce your name and the, and the applause and the lights and everything about that. That never gets old for me. Um, you know, and making a super six or you know I come in contention twice to win the event and, and all that excitement and all that I, I cherish it. I just I, I just I want to hold that that time in my hand. And I can't. So it keeps fueling me to keep coming back, you know. And so every year, it's, it's always my goal to get back to the Bassmasters Classic. It, it, it's like going to the World Series for a baseball <laughs> player or, or going to the championship for a basketball player because you don't know if you're going to ever be able to get mm -hmm. there again because mm -hmm. there's a bunch of other people mm -hmm. that are trying to do the same thing and they want to live their dream, and their dream is to get to the Bassmaster Classic and do well. So... You know, to cherish every one is, you know, and to be lucky enough to that your 15th, wow, what yeah. a great accomplishment that is. A lot of hard work on, on both our parts, you know, obviously a lot of the stuff I, I you know, it, I couldn't do without her. And so it, it helps me focus. It helps me be, um, you know, focus on where I need to be at. And that's, that's, you know, catching bass and doing my job out there on tour. And it's hard, John. I mean, I just came back from a 31 day stint where I was, right. was not home for 31 days. So I've seen a lot of divorces. I've seen a lot of bad things out there on tour with guys trying to make it, trying to live their dream. And, and, uh, you know, it's littered with, with a lot of guys that didn't make it. So I'm so grateful that I'm, I have a great partner and that I'm able to do this and to fulfill, you know, my, my dream. You know, all of our dreams is to, to do this and, and to do it right. But there are sacrifices. And so you have to weigh that. And, um, and but I think we did a pretty good job. I, I, it seems like you're doing a great job. And, Dean, I've got to admire you because here you are to start the season first two elite events before the Bassmaster Classic. You want to get a great start out of the gate, and Cherokee Lake just kind of kicked your butt a little bit. Yeah, it did. It it, it, it showed me a technique I, was n I never knew anything about. And even though I, I try to do a lot of homework on the lake, um, it was so different. I've never – it's been a – I can't even remember the last time where I was so off on a technique, only because it's brand new. It's only been out for a year. And, and, and the focus of everything, and it was foggy during practice. I couldn't, I'd never been there before. So it, there was a lot of little things that when you see, oh, a 75th place finish, oh, man, he really struggled. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't do my normal breaking down the lake type of thing because we had a heavy fog for two days, and you can't see anything, you know. And, and um, so there was a culmination of things that were going on that, that why I did that, and I, and I struggled. But, you know, uh, I know what I can do. And, you know, with Okeechobee and the rest of the schedule. Well, let's just go back to Cherokee. You mentioned a technique. Now, I know I imagine that Cherokee would maybe fish something like uh, Shasta because it is one of the mm -hmm. deeper mm -hmm. lakes that you fish. What was what was going on there that it took you just a little while to, to get in the program? <clears throat> well, at, at that lake, it's a lot like an Oroville or a Shasta. Any Northern California lake, is it has the features of that, a lot of granite, a lot of sand, a lot of, you know, rock. 
kind of like San Diego, a lot of the lakes in San Diego. Um, but they have spotted bass, largemouth, and smallmouth. Well, the smallmouth are the dominant species in this, which I did not know that. So um, in the limited time I had practicing, obviously f- trying to find a largemouth bite was the deal. So that's why I tried to, to figure that out. Uh, but they were catching on a, on a technique called, uh, it's a Namiki rig, which is, which is oh, yeah. a very, um, I mean, it doesn't look like anything. It's a, it's a jig, a jig head with a little piece of plastic hanging out there. It, right. it looks like nothing. And they were just dropping it down, you know, fishing in these underwater pond dams that were, you know, created way before the lake was even filled up. And the fish were sitting in the middle of those. I mean, you could see them down there, and they would just drop this thing down and just hold it there. They wouldn't even cast. They'd just drop it down and watch it on the meter as it goes all the way down and sit there. And they'd watch their lure, and then the fish would come up. They'd see it on the meter. They'd watch the fish come up and grab it, and all of a sudden they'd catch it. Mm. So, you know, I don't fish that way. I, mean, cause I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know what I mean. It's, who it's does? Not me. Yeah, and who does? So for me, and I never knew anything about it until, yeah. I, until I saw the video, and I'm like, what in the heck? You know, that never ha- we never ex- experienced that kind of stuff. So it, it threw me a curveball, but... Well, here's the thing. I, I don't... That's getting it. You, you want to start off fast, man, and you, you stumble on that. And then you go into Okeechobee, and you have to have a completely new attitude. You've got to be positive. And I think you probably felt that Okeechobee may have been more of your type of fishing than you had seen a couple of weeks before there at Cherokee. Yeah, and I like to think all of them, you know, I'm, I'm familiar with and I feel feel good about. But that one threw me a curveball. I, I mean, I, I still this day, I'm like, I would never figure that out, you know. And, and I try to keep an open mind about a lot of techniques and stuff. And that one really, I mean, it was like a hanging curveball, and I went for the home run, and I just, I sweat yeah. whiffed, man. It was bad. But for the, you know, for the rest of the season, I mean, it, it's gonna, it's right in my wheelhouse. There ain't no excuses. I know exactly what to expect on each event we go to. All right, and let's talk just briefly about uh, the upcoming Bassmaster Classic. I mean, there's a lot of hoop de law. There's a lot of distraction over there. How do you stay focused on that? Well. First of all, it's just experience now. You know, I, I uh, the first few years it was all about you know the glamour and, and, and really enjoying the event and, and just taking it all in. Um, yeah, I've been contention now twice to win the event. I, that's one of my lifelong dreams is to win that event. Uh, it ain't about the hoopla anymore. I mean, I'm there to do a job, and that is to win, and that is to catch bass. And you know, I just I I'm very very focused in that event. I know what it takes to you know to you know, to win that event and. And it's a three-day. It's a three-day event. It's not a four-day. It's just 15 bass. Trying to find the 15 bass that are going to win you the Bassmasters Classic. So, going into Conroe, going into Houston, I know I'm going to have to have big ones, and so that changes my strategy uh, going into it. And being it's my 15th, I'm not looking for a good showing. I'm looking to win. All right. Well, we're going to be behind you, obviously, watching you all the way. And Renee, you're going to be there too, I cheering them there. on and supporting them. Yes. And yes. A Bassmaster win, or even a, a high-placing finish in the Bassmaster win, is is always good. Not only for your morale, but also when it comes to the sponsorship part, because that's a big part of it too. You you can't make this without sponsors. Yeah, and without that, you know, and it's it's become now. Even if you make a Super Six, it's almost as big as winning in an event in the year because of the amount of exposure you get. Uh, for your sponsors and and for um, you know for you as a whole you know being in, in that realm because the super six are separated from the rest of the field and that's and that's exactly where you want to be you want to have where all the the exposures on you 
And so, you know, sponsor-wise, you know, I've been with Skeeter now for over 20 years. Um, Gander Mountain, I've been with them for almost eight years now. And I have so many great companies that I have relationships with that um, go far beyond, you know, contractual agreements. It's it's whatever they need. If they, they call and they need something, I'm there for them. And so I have a great stable of companies that, that really help me get through the season, you know, and it, it's very expensive to do this. And without their support, it, it couldn't be done. It's um, the, the elites, the way it stands, I mean, you have to have good financial backing. Otherwise, it's, it's a losing money proposition uh, for anybody. And it's, you know, I, I tell these young guys because they all come to me and they go, Dean, how do I make it? I want to make it. I want to make it. Well, you need to learn how to speak. <laughs> You need to learn sure. how to, um, you know, visit with people and be friendly and, and personable, you know, and, and you know, I, I lose a lot of them about 30 seconds into that. And they go, well, I just want to fish. And so, but we all have choices, you know, they, they, and so for me, you know, I, 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 I tell them what they need to do and, and it's up to them whether they want to do it or not. All right. And uh, this is going to be a lake that you're not familiar with. How do you... <laughs> John, I've never been there. Oh, okay. So then you don't know anything about it. I have no free. I have no. So this is another thing I'm trying this year is not even going to the place and and going on relying on my natural instincts. And before I've always gone and pre practice and, and and it's done well for me. Don't get me wrong. I've done well doing that, but it's it's not a big empowerment. And I feel that uh, with my ability and and knowing how to break down a lake pretty quickly that I can, I can grab a handle of what's going on right now, right, yeah. as the event is happening, as opposed to going, man, I caught those fish, you know, in pre-practice and, mm-hmm. and keep going back to them and, and blocking what the fish are telling me what you know, I need to be doing. So uh, I'm going with a fresh mind. I, I, I've never seen, I've never been on the lake before, and which is a, a big gamble, but I figured, heck, out of 15 times, I might as well gamble one time, you know, <laughs> and so, try so uh, how many days of pre-fish will you get to try to figure it out before it all begins? Well, we'll have a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so that's three full days. So I'll okay. have about 36 to 40 hours on that lake um, uh, before um, we start the Classic Week festivities. We'll have one more practice round on that Wednesday, which is uh, another nine-hour nine day, which we'll, I'll check to make sure with, you know how I want to game plan everything. But So if I can't figure it out in four days, but... I feel I, I'm going to. I just, I, you know what I mean. I, I don't. Um, I, I feel I, I, I can do it. It's, it's going to be fun. Well, Dean and Renee, thank you very much for letting us come and visit with you and, and sharing some of your thoughts and everything, and and telling us a little bit behind the scenes on how it actually works. You know, it's uh, it's a business. Dean Rojas is a business, and it has to be handled like any other business. You know, mm-hmm. and then what do you do when Dean brings home all that laundry? <laughs> I got him trained. It is on the road now. <laughs> <laughs> look She's for, right. She's look right. for Dean Rojas in the laundromat near you. Okay, he's getting good. <laughs> yeah, I know. I tell her which which uh, which detergent to do now, and fabric softener, and how much to put in there. And I've gotten uh, quite um, um, a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Doing my own laundry. Yeah, folding clothes, all that good stuff. You know, Dean so. and Renee, thanks a lot for spending the time with us. Thank and, you. and Dean, we'll all be behind you here in this year's Bassmaster Classic. Look forward to following you, and better yet, looking forward to seeing you on that stage and in the hot seat there. It's going to be a lot of fun, John. Thank you. All right. Hey, this is Rod Real Radio. 
Hey, we do want to thank you for listening tonight, too. Uh, we want to thank uh, Dean Rojas and Renee for giving unselfishly some time and answering some questions, uh, not only about fishing, but about their personal life. Give you a little bit of insight on exactly uh, what happens on the tour. Hey, a couple of items I want to bring to your attention. Remember, April 9th is Day at the Docks. It's a one-day event. It's a Sunday. It starts at 9 a.m. Wendy and I, we will be your MCs for that event, but invite you to come on down. Make sure you come on down. Stay late. Bring the kids. There are booths to buy things from. There's a lot of the manufacturers there. Bring the kids. They've got tours of the bay. They've got fishing for the kids. It's going to be a grand old time. And remember, you have the Fred Hall Show coming up at the Del Mar Fairgrounds on March 23rd. Make sure you make it on over there. And then the 2017 International Yellowtail Derby. That's going to be happening April 29th through June the 4th. You want to go to yellowtailderby.com, get your entry form, pay your fee over there. There are already more signed-up participants for that event than uh, were in last year's event, so it's going to be a great event. And judging by the fishing we've been hearing about, I think you feel pretty good that uh, you're going to have a fun time in that event. So, guys, that's really about it for tonight. We want to thank everyone again that came to visit with us at the Fred Hall Show in Long Beach for joining the CCA. You're going to have an opportunity again in Del Mar to join the CCA, sign up with Wayne and his people there, and then take that coupon that's in the coupon book and bring it on over to us in the Angler's Arsenal Rod and Reel Radio booth. Submit that coupon. You're going to be entered into a drawing for a great Quantum Iron Reel. Well, everyone, that's it for tonight. Join us next Sunday night at 5.05, where we'll have another live show here on Rod and Reel Radio. So until then, we want to thank Jorge and the AM540 Studios. Ben, thank you for putting everything together and getting that interview done, and Jorge playing it and everything like that, that worked out great. We also want to always thank Big Tuna Bill and Eddie McCune for this legacy that they left us that is Rod and Reel Radio. So, everyone, until next Sunday night, get out there and get them. They're getting away. Now's the time to do it. We'll see you next week, 5.05 p.m., a.m. 540 on Rod and Reel Radio. Until then, everyone, good night. We're out for now. Gone fishing. I'm real gone, man. <laughs> you ain't working anymore. Could be. There's your hole out in the